calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Our intern is almost back from summer break, and we are going to give her so many assignments. She texted, she texted me yesterday, Aww. and she's like, I, I saw Cameron post, and I have thoughts. Capital letters. I bet you do, Karina. Yeah. I'm like, well, don't hold out on me. What are yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> Get them out there. Oh, that's great. This is a fun one already. Right. I'm excited. Let's get started. That's really good oh. wild audio, you guys. Yeah, well, yeah I know. We that need was the them. wildest audio ever. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where a couple of lesbians take a break from unloading their respective U-Hauls to speak with a special guest. I'm Carolyn Berchier. I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian, writer, and actress Sophie Santos about U-Hauling. How appropriate. Wow. Did you see that coming? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> all right. Sophie's written for MTV and Passport Control with Mehdi Barakshian, and she regularly performs at UCB and was part of the sold-out run of Handmaid's Tale, the musical. And if that wasn't enough, she's one half of The Lesbian Agenda, a new monthly comedy variety show at Union Hall in Brooklyn, and the other half is past guest and friend of the podcast, Jess Solomon. All right. Yeah. Cool. Welcome. It's all coming together. Yeah. Tell Thank us you so about... Much. The musical. I didn't get a chance to, to see it, but I heard so much about it. I knew it was selling out, and I'm such a fan of uh, Marsha. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're such a fan of uh, and you. Gilead. Okay. Of uh, Gilead. Um, I'm into all doing... the Gilead uh, fanfic. Well, it gets a bad rap. <laughs> it does. You know, let's talk about why it's good for people. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's been great. It's kind of funny, like, what's happening now, because we basically started at Union Hall, mm-hmm. and those did, uh, off the bat, I mean... They they did really they sold out and it's just I mean you think Handmaid's Tale and then you you add the musical and people are mm-hmm. like what that seems interesting <laughs> enough but Marsha and Melissa are amazing writers and so uh, and did an excellent job and um, yeah and then we've been doing it there then we took it over to the Bell House and the Bell House had a, a great great crowd. And then now we're going to be performing at the Kennedy Center in October at Tignataro's Festival. What? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Like. What? 
<laughs> you know, you you know, you like they tell you you start in your room and then and yeah. then you go into the the big time. But I mean, it's just been great because it's like every show there's normally some sort of rewrite. Um yeah. they really try to make it as topical as possible. A lot to choose from yeah. these days, <laughs> okay. un- unfortunately. Um but yeah, and then let's see. Um we'll see what happens after after DC, I have no idea what what really is going to happen, but hopefully we get to hang out with Tig. I don't know. That yeah. seems fun. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, hopefully she comes. Right, right. She's, She's got to be there. Right, like, it's her festival. She should have a cameo in it. She looks like she oh could be God. one of the men from Gilead. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would die. I, can. I would. Yeah, I feel like she'll she'll like want to. You're do like that. that's why we pitched it. Yes, yeah. of course we can imagine. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So that's been going going over pretty well. I play Moira, which. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any? Do you want like anything else going on? Is that we're chit chatting about chit chatting about <laughs> uh, about life? You know, one, right. one um, important life development. Not me personally, but that um, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson are dating. Uh, yes. <laughs> one of our listeners are like, "What are your thoughts on this?" Yeah. I'm like, we specifically don't worry, got we'll an get email to about it. that. <laughs> or no? Do we? Th- we think it's real. I probably. I mean, are they yeah, young? I like, how, are they young? Like, yeah, are, are they like in their I, okay. early 20s? Or? I think they're a little. I think Ashley is probably I just 26, everyone's 10 years younger than me. I don't know. Oh, uh, really? You think so? yeah. I think she's like yeah, 26. I think, you're right. I think she might even be 28, 29. Oh, dare wow. I say. I think Kara might be 28, 29, and Ashley is like a little bit younger. Yeah. But I'm. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know who Ashley is. She's a little, pretty I little knew, liars, right? I would have, yes. I know okay. I have to explain this to Sarah yeah. because she doesn't watch <laughs> anything. I mean, I don't really watch it either, but I just, it's that name. I yeah. mean, unless she appears in uh, season three of The Office, then I haven't seen oh, no. her. So yeah, she, <laughs> oh, I made her a coffee actually once, Ashley Benson. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe that's why she's gay now. I don't know. She was like, you slip a little cool. something in her coffee? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Only were that easy. Yes. She's like, yes. this is amazing coffee. What do I have to do to get a woman to make me this yeah. coffee every day? Oh, I know. Get in a physical and emotional relationship with one. Yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> much easier. I, mean, I, you know, I thought it was this funny thing where every time any celebrity is caught with her, there's this speculation like, are they dating? And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, because lesbians can't just be friends with straight women. There has to right. be speculation. But then it turns out she is always right, dating right. them. <laughs> like Paris Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Like came out as bisexual after being with her. And Yeah, she's not the best example of like, come on, guys, we can have platonic friendships with women. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. And it only adds more fuel to the Taylor Swift right, fire. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think uh, she's the new St. Vincent. Mm. I think Someone on Twitter called her the John Mayer of lesbians. Ooh, Cara Delevingne. Uh, I, I, I wish I knew that. I need to start quoting people like their handles on Twitter because it was really funny. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I, like I don't that. So we don't think it's going to last. No. no. It never does. No. No way. I just don't think it's it's too like busy famous people. Like they can't. It just, yeah. I don't think that works for anybody. That's not a good combo. No. One person has to be like not famous and like kind of busy, but like not busy enough that they can't just like follow the famous person around. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's the I don't know what Ashley's got going on these days, but I definitely think that that is true with their relationship. I think Ashley's always got some sort of movie. Yeah. She's in the limelight. Um, And Kara just doesn't know how to keep them. That's what I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, I'm... Is she like a Ruby Rose fuckboy, you think? Like, yeah, kinda, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is she just like impossible to date? Or is for her, it's just like the thrill of the hunt? 
And then once she lands I'm familiar with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which side? (laughs) You know which side. (laughs) With these boyish good looks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did see that. I saw that someone was taking photos of them at the at like LAX or something. God. When one of them was like saying goodbye to the other. And I was like, God, that's such a lesbian thing to go to the airport and like get all the way to the gate and then say goodbye. Yeah. I don't think straight people are doing try that. to get on the plane. Actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was what I would do. It'd be like, can I just, can I please just yeah. get on the plane? I just want to say bye. I'll, I'll get off right before you right. leave. I prom, I promise, officer. Come on, <laughs> come on, give me this. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, for sure. I think I would put a hit out on anybody who took my picture <laughs> and then like published it of me yeah. at an airport. I mean, the look that they both gave the photographer. There's one photo where they're both like glaring at the yeah. photographer, like two lionesses in like a documentary are just like, get that fucking camera out of my face. There's like an 80% chance that my makeup is three days old when I'm at the airport. <laughs> it's like I prepare uh, in advance for how much of a schlub I'm going to look yeah. like. Uh, I try to not, I try to present myself like a little bit. Like I don't, I don't travel in like PJs like some people do. I no, do wear, I don't do that. I'll definitely wear jeans, but like, and I actually really like kind of scoff at like adults that wear like fucking SpongeBob flannel pants on the airplane. I, I can't stand that. What if they're cool? What if they're cool sweatpants? It's like Nike they sweatpants. Might, okay. And they go with well, the yes. shoes. If they're Nike and the outfit is coordinated, absolutely. Hold on. Awesome. She said SpongeBob square pants. Those are cool too. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're cool in your room. But yeah. They're not but like cool you're still airport. in public at an airport. Yeah. You know, like, I also don't like it when I can, uh, when guys are wearing pants where you can see their penis. Uh, guy, like, men should not, not wear sweatpants ever. Like yeah. wear them to the gym, but wear proper undergarments wear so proper that your, underwear. Your, your outline of your little dick isn't like eye level with anyone sitting while you're walking by. It's disgusting. Yeah. Cause it's not like I'm looking for it. No. Right. So not. if it's I offensive. notice it's, I don't yeah. even think, I don't even think straight women are really looking for it. No, they're no. not. I don't think they care at six o'clock in the morning. No, no, no one cares. It's the airport. It's like the worst possible place other than like a dentist office to be, the worst. to like sit and wait. Cause you're just like, fuck. Yeah, you have this annoying thing ahead of you. Nobody wants to be there. Everyone wants to be at a different airport. <laughs> the, I like okay. I like traveling. Like I like going. I like to going, the, I like going I like to the being other airport. at a new place. Yeah, I like being at a new place. I like landing and being like, I'm at a new airport. Yeah, but I don't like going to the first airport. <laughs> the first yeah. airport sucks. It is awful. Like you, you get your sad like all bomb pan like shitty piece of croissant or whatever and a shitty coffee. You just got to sit you there. You realize you don't have a window seat. You thought you booked it. Oh, you yeah. You really thought oh, you I'm, booked it. I go Southwest. We're, we're first come, first serve on my airline. Ooh, I used to do Southwest. Yeah, it's the only one that goes like home into the Midwest. So. Okay. Um, so no one, has anyone flown Norwegian Air? No. Is no. it awesome? <laughs> no, I was just on Norwegian Air like last week. And it was, uh, it. they say it's awesome. It's like cheap flights. It's kind of like Spirit Airlines. Mm. But yeah. then, you know, the aftermath, like they actually lease out planes and then sometimes you're not even on a Norwegian airplane. You're on another plane. You're on like a rental. Yes, that happened. It's on got like way the back. plastic. It's got like the barcode thing on the window. You're yeah. like, this is a rental plane, isn't it? It's Wait like, a minute, can it, this actually take off? It's an old Trump Airlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pilot's like, oh, I've seen one of these. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, I think it's weird when who was it that said that LaGuardia Airport was like a third world country? Um, probably me screaming every single time I go there. <laughs> So I fly Delta, but let me tell you, the Delta terminal is... Is it nice? It's, it's like, 
iPads everywhere, which is weird. It's oh, like this Delta people. And, and then they've like remodeled everything to make it. So it's like a lot of like high top tables and yeah. stools. Okay. They're not doing that shit for Southwest. Yeah. No. So it, it got a total makeover. So, and it's been like that for, I don't know, like five or six years. Yeah. I, I think, is it, I wonder if it's the airline that gets to, that pays for like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't think it's LaGuardia. No, for sure. I think it's yeah, like airline. yeah. The airline is like, it. make yeah. our area nice. And yeah. Southwest is like, fuck them. Take away the seats. Make them stand. <laughs> we don't care. No, like uh, she's going to Chicago for eighty bucks. She's fine. <laughs> JFK Terminal Four. It's like a shopping mall. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only been to JFK once, and that was to go to Ireland. And I thought I was running late, so I was in like a full panic the entire time. I There's couldn't, couldn't enjoy the airport. Two Shake Shacks in Terminal Four. What? Dude. Two Shake Shacks. Maybe we should just hang out in Terminal Four. I guess so. Yeah, I guess you need to be flying Delta with me. Okay, you but you were right with these Delta people. Everyone that says I fly Delta, I know like the they've same. all got this this little air of smugness about them. And they're like, guess what? I have the miles. This is what I fly all yeah. the time. And then I look up a Delta flight, and it's like two thousand yeah. dollars. What are you doing? You don't have their fancy credit. I'm not card. trying to put your uh, your credit on blast, but I yeah. really want to know how does one get yeah. a Delta flight? I'll tell you what I'm doing. My mom worked for Delta her entire career. Oh, okay, mm. see now we didn't want that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No. We didn't want. So I fly standby. And she made my wife her companion. She dropped my dad from her companion pass. So it's my about wife, time. my wife flies for free standby. <laughs> all of her moms should drop her dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so replace my, them with our girlfriends with, or with wives. With our wives, yeah. yeah. That's a power that's move. The, that's, that's the lesbian agenda. You know what? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, mm, that baby is the boomer lesbian men. Agenda. You guys have had a good ride so far. It's over. My dad, my dad actually didn't find it too much. He was like, "You, you do travel more than I do." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yep." So, uh, yeah. So it doesn't cost us much. That's good to fly. Okay, there you so go. then I fly Delta. Yeah, but well, I'll be on Norwegian. And yeah, <laughs> hoping I'll just even land. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't like Spirit. Spirit I, sucked me into the website one time. One uh, time, I'll never go back. It no. said that there was like a deal for like. 129 to like Cal, I don't even know, somewhere crazy. And I click on, and then you have to, you get all the way through the process and they make you add, you, everything all is a la carte, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I'm like, seatbelt, $59. Like, yeah. the whole, literally the entire thing is like, oh, you want it to be on the plane. Oh, that's another 60 bucks. <laughs> bathroom oh, vouchers. Oh, you want to actually go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, bathroom vouchers, like oxygen fee. <laughs> The whole thing. If some reason we crash in the safety stuff, yeah. that's all. That's a whole. Just so you know, if you dollars. die in a crash, it's another seventy nine dollars <laughs> that we I'm will posthumously gonna... charge you. I want to <laughs> hang out at the Spirit Airlines gate and just sell fake bathroom vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my new side hustle. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> people you, will buy them. People, people will believe think it. They'd be like, you know what? I knew this was too good to be true. My I'll wife's a designer. Just in case. She's going to design some really yeah. legit look. Ten bucks a pop. You're going to be good to go. You can quit your job. You don't even need to do that. You could make a website. Yeah, yeah. And then have everyone purchase it through that. SpiritExtras.com. <laughs> SpiritExtras. I your, love it. Just I, give them little laminated cards that just says drink ticket. <laughs> I bet if I told Spirit I'd give them uh, $2 of every sale, they would link it on their website. Oh, that'd be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll they, do anything. Those grifters. Rebuild their entire <laughs> infrastructure. Anyway, this episode's brought to you by Spirit Airlines, <laughs> Delta, and Norwegian yeah. Air. Don't fly the other guys. Fly Spirit. Oh, man. A <laughs> uh, couple other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Video Music Awards. I did not watch them this year. Usually I watch them to tweet them. Mm. I know that uh, Haley Kiyoko lost. Oh, really? But so she won too, though. Oh, did she win also? She won the Push, push New Artist. 
Oh, I thought so she. Oh, thought yes, she, yes, she did. Two. Okay. You know oh. the Oscars are doing. I didn't a new understand thing? what yeah. the push thing no. was. Uh, VMAs are too. What did the months mean? I feel like such an old lady. But it was I like watched new artists, and then I it had a month. I haven't watched VMAs since like 2001. So I have no idea what's going on. Did you on. miss the Madonna Britney kiss? That was 2003. I mean, of course I saw that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I mean, I knew about. So you're talking about the full episode, like, like act to actually watch one of those award shows from start to finish. I sh- I have not done. I think since probably 2000 or 2001. I do it for the tweets, but anyway, the, I didn't the push new artists. Yeah, What's I did, push. What does that mean? So I, I also didn't watch it. I'm glad we're talking about this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna be we're pulling yeah. out of thin air. <laughs> um, <laughs> our patchwork knowledge of what happens gonna come together for um, the listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hey, so push new artists. What I'm, what I think it is, is it's kind of like fan favorite, maybe oh. like something to do with online, okay, presence, okay, like I mean, YouTube views and stuff, maybe. I don't know. But then Cardi B, I believe, won the new artist. Yeah, she okay. got best new. So artist. that's like, I think push new artists is just like uh, has to do with the social media aspect. Okay, okay. that that would make sense Put, in that context for right? makes sense Hilly for Haley. Yeah, I wanted to talk. This is all a ruse just to get to talking about Madonna and <laughs> I, I knew it. How <laughs> I I just really question a lot of my past life decisions. I, I was a hardcore Madonna fan growing up, and the the ride down from that. Let me tell oh, you, man. it's been rough, bumpy. Yeah, with the Aretha has, stuff. The yeah. Aretha stuff, the, you know... The latest tour. <laughs> right. To be fair, she's always been the queen of cultural appropriation. Oh, yes. The whole geisha phase. But that was back when I didn't know what cultural appropriation was. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what's this new cool thing she's introducing to me, this white yeah. teenager? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I know yeah, all we about geishas. Yeah, definitely target market. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And... And then coming out like the, I mean, I was loving all of the all of the jokes about it. I do get mad when people make fun of Madonna for being old because I'm like, it yeah, that's happens to all of us. And also, yeah, that's not a thing to make fun of anyone for. Yes, I think that that's very stupid. But the Aretha Franklin thing, it reminded me of she was on Oprah's finale as well when Oprah had her like final show and oh. it was like this big celebration, and then Madonna came on and proceeded to. Make it about herself. Make it about herself. (laughs) Make it about like her school in Malawi and not, you know. (laughs) Right. I'm sure Oprah was thrilled about that. You know, Oprah. Imagine those two trying to steal the scene from each other. I bet you could. I bet the tension was palpable in that studio. I think Madonna would have exploded. Yeah, (laughs) given another hour. Well, Aretha Franklin died, I believe, on Madonna's 60th birthday. Wasn't that Madonna's birthday? I think, or very close to it. I think so. I think so. I think that like. It was last Aretha Thursday. Franklin's yeah. one last shady move, which I really respect, was to die on Madonna's birthday. And then she had <laughs> to bring thunder. She had to bring it back. She's like, yeah. you know what? Today's the day. <laughs> I mean, she said, "Bitch, I'm Madonna." In her, yeah. We should know though at this point that Madonna's going to do this. Oh, no! So, one's supr- we're not. You can't be surprised at this point. So definitely not condoning what she did, but I'm like, guys, and don't put her on. Don't yeah. have her announce Aretha. Come well, on. Why did they have an upper her of thing. all of all artists you could have had? I in think the it room. was. I think it was unexpected. I think they were going to have her present the video of the year or whatever originally, oh, okay. and then they said 
we're going to make this an Aretha or like so tell was a story. So explicitly an Aretha Franklin tribute that they were doing? So they told, she claims after all of the, the haterade, she, <laughs> she came out and said that it wasn't an Aretha tribute that they asked her to tell a personal anecdote about oh Aretha Franklin and that, you know, had it been like an Aretha, an actual tribute, but they had like a big picture, I believe of Aretha Franklin in the background. If I'm remembering this correctly, it was just the other day, but I'm old. And, uh, <laughs> But I just can't. She's just, she's so. I'm just, well, I'm waiting for her to just kind of like. Just stop. Just to stop doing the things. You know, she can still make good music and stuff, but I'm ready for for the rise of Lourdes. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I like the idea of, uh, yeah. I like the idea of asking Madonna to do a personal anecdote as if she wasn't going to do that anyway. (laughs) Madonna, just can you tell a personal story? She's like, oh, yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. She's like, I was already planning on doing a personal story, but now I'm going to do a personal story within the personal story. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what? Madonna. Yeah, absolutely. That's terrible. You know, even in that, in her Moroccan getup, I would still hit that. Really? (laughs) You'd hit Madonna? Yes, she would. No. Totally. Yes, she absolutely would. Madonna? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. I never yeah. thought she was hot. No. I was I never, never did on the Madonna train. Uh, I could see um like early Madonna like in the early eighties, uh like that first album maybe. Cause she had that kind of like she basically looked like like what twenty four year olds in Bushwick look like now, <laughs> which is not my type. But I think had I been younger when I was more exposed to Madonna's music, I would have because I was never really, I've always been sort of like an like a tangential like observer of Madonna. I li- obviously I know her hits, but like I don't, I've never like listened to an album. I couldn't tell you any song that wasn't like a number one hit at some at some point. Mm, you're missing some good stuff. I'm sure I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, I just keep thinking about you saying you want to hit yeah, Madonna. I can tell it's a it's a sticking point for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm really what? struggling to get past that. I'm trying to think of like people like this just. I mean, I get it. She's really talented. Like, she's really talented. She, I mean, you can't argue. Yeah, but I don't think she's like, oh my god, like made me. She's she definitely wouldn't be someone that would make make me go through gay puberty. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, so that's not my person. When yeah. I when I was a teenager, I would like fantasize about like I wish I were a man so that I could sleep with Madonna. Like, oh, that was I used the to have those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was like specifically. Specifically Madonna. Madonna. That's so funny. Because she was like the most sexual, openly sexual person at that that juncture. Yeah. Yeah. There really wasn't, because that was obviously before like the internet or anything when you you had to see someone on television to like be aware that they existed. Yeah. Or, or, you know, read magazines or whatever, but we only had so many of those too. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, I felt that way about uh, my my crush on Pink when she first first hit the scene. I thought she was so hot, and she always had this like super gay energy, which I still think she has. I'm, I'm shocked that she's with that dude. I know, I, I really am too. I think I think it's a matter of time. He's well, it's kind of like the Dixie Chicks, the um, the lead singer. Remember the Dixie Chicks guys? Yeah, Remember them. Oh yeah, the lead singer. Um, good God, what's her name again? Um, what is her name? She's she's Natalie Maine. Yeah, she just divorced her husband that she's been with since the Goodbye Earl music video. Okay. She also looks like a mini Justin Bieber now. She has a fade, and there's like it's what? like a top. Of, oh yeah, guys, we should you oh should my Google. God. This is and why she we wears need this Karina little. Here. I mean, this little blazer. Like she is gay. Yeah, and I am here for it. Yeah, like, she hasn't come out yet, <laughs> but she literally has nothing to lose. Like right. she lost her career. She already yeah. She already <laughs> said bad shit about a Republican president. Yeah. So so where else could her country music career go from here? Yeah. Now she's gay. Like you know maybe they expect it, but. 
Yeah, I don't oh, know. That, that was yeah, a big she's one. Cute. Yeah, she's I, super I remember cute. being in like ninth or tenth grade and thinking that she was like so pretty. Yeah, and she does not. She doesn't look like she is too. She's like, mm-hmm. you see, see what I'm saying? Here you go. Oh yeah. Oh my god, she is gay all day. So gay. This is great. Yeah. Right, a win. She, she looks a little bit like Kim Stoltz from uh, America's. Next yeah, Model. yeah, yeah, for sure. How's wow. What a good reveal. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm excited. Like, you know, I sift through the news and I'm always like, which one is going to be gay today? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. I still think, I think pink. She has to be, right? She has, she had, talk about big dick energy. She is like all, she's so like. But I kind of think she's like that cool next door neighbor that had like the three boys. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And yes. then they were like, had this gravitas, gravitas, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yet they still are so straight. Right. You know, the ones that but are... But she had that kind of like, that That I played sports in high school energy. Ju- yeah, she played softball, but wasn't, yes. it wasn't like ironic or anything right. like that. Right, she just played softball. She just loves softball. And she's like friends with like a couple of the super dykey chicks that she played softball with. Yeah. And like they come over, but like it's, it's you know, it's but platonic. It's, but she's so straight. She drinks beer. Yeah, but she like takes her kids to pride. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do have a friend like that. Yeah, yeah. And I like that we've just completely broken down <laughs> suburban version of Pink. Had her life gone in a drastically different direction. <laughs> yeah, this is what she'd be. And then yeah. like she'd be dating some sort of like Greg. Yeah, definitely. She would date some like hot like problematic fireman guy or something. Exactly. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Probably see, an I alcoholic. You know what like, I mean? Yeah. But, like, she's definitely the boss of him. Like, he doesn't fuck with her, but, like, he definitely has, like, problematic opinions. And he would never fuck around on her either. No, like, because she's she could beat his ass. For sure. <laughs> she yeah. still has, like, the, those softball muscles. Yeah. Like, where you don't realize it until she goes to, like, lift something. You're like, holy shit, she's ripped. And then yeah. you, But then you look and she's got the booty shorts, but she's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and she always wears, like, Nike tennis shoes with every outfit. <laughs> yes. She, like, drinks Jack Daniels. Yeah. And she no, we like, totally have her. She's like, come over. And, Will you want to hang out? And I'm like, yo, you want me to watch your kids? She goes, like, no, come hang, come hang out with me. And I'm yeah. like, this is going to be problematic because I'm 13, and I'm not sure if I'm gay. Yeah. And you seem gay. She but- definitely lets you have a little wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. She's like, just don't tell you. know, I don't have to tell you not yeah. to tell your mom, but, like. I mean, you're walking home. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. It's right next door. You get home, you're kind of lit. Your mom loves her. She's like, whatever. Right, because your mom has a little bit of a crush on her, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And then she invites her over. And now now she's hanging out. Like, where are the kids? Oh, they're fine. They're asleep. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to package this audio and send it to her her manager. <laughs> that was fun. We're oh on my to God. you, Pink. So- yeah. I'm into this, man. Oh, I'm Ooh, like, I feel hot like bothered now. I know. I'm like, it's really warm in here. How did this happen? But I was We're all- changing the topic of this episode. <laughs> Pink before, suburban alter ego. Before one of us starts our periods. I know. I, uh, but I was always into that. I felt like there was always that like female presence in my life that my mom, my mom was always really good friends with like cool, yeah. like, like more like gravitas women. Yeah. She actually had a lot of lesbian friends growing up. Oh, okay. Uh, like when I was, as I was growing up or maybe she had lesbian friends growing mm-hmm. up herself. Um, even though I didn't realize I was gay till a long time. So I don't know. But so that, was, that was always really nice, but it was like, you know. What's a long time? I didn't realize, I didn't like, I mean, put connect the dots mm-hmm. until I was 21. Oh, that's okay. the same. Yeah. But there were so many signs. Like I've, oh, God. We have a lot of listeners entire- who are like, uh, can you have a guest who like didn't realize it until like later in life, like in their forties. And I'm like, I need to find one. Oh, they're out there. <laughs> Ooh, I'm I, sure. got, I got one, but I don't know. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. I didn't after. realize fully, but like the signs were pretty obvious. Did you, did you, did you play sports? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I participated in sports. They made her stand <laughs> on the basketball court. And held my hands and up went, in basketball. Boom. And then I didn't make any baskets, so I wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, you but I was it? this, I'm six feet tall. I was six feet tall when and I was like 13. you still didn't make any baskets? No, I sucked. I was terrible. <laughs> I'm completely uncoordinated. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, did you play sports? I played softball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was the only girl uh, on my uh, flag football team when I was about 10 or 11. Nice. So in hindsight... That was sort of a sign. I played, can you believe, tackle football. What? Oh, with I'm the jealous. boys. With the boys. I, I always wanted to. Like, I watched Little Giants, and I wanted to be Icebox. Was there a local yeah. news article about you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There wasn't, but there should have been. There should have been. When I, wal- yeah. I waltzed up, well, I started in Kansas City, and then my mom, um, my, my stepdad, we moved to Arab, Alabama, and I still wanted to play. And they're like, <laughs> at first in Kansas City, they're like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got to Alabama and they were like, you still want to do this. You want to walk up, you know, in front of all these like young Alabama Southern people. Alabama, yeah. Alabama football people. is literally like a religion down there. It yeah. is in the Midwest to some extent, but I think not as much as in the South probably. Yeah. And it roll was tied. Oh, roll tide. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Roll tide. Yeah. I'm a big Alabama fan. Oh, uh, I'm not, but you know, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I said it for tide. you. Yeah. I said it for you. Uh, yeah, it was wild. They were, uh, they were like, are you signing up for cheerleading? And I was like really stout kid. Like it wasn't like I was not signing up for yeah. cheerleading. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was like, are you No one ever me? asked me that. <laughs> they were being they were they were being mean. They were definitely being mean. Oh, the, the, in that in that southern lady way. Yeah. They ask you a question knowing what the answer is because yeah. they just want to be bitches. Yeah. And they that's like, the worst. Yeah, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. So I have lit I can't even I've never once in my life had anyone ask me anything about like cheerleading or in like dance or anything like that. One of my ex-girlfriends tried out for the cheerleading squad just because she had a crush on one of the cheerleaders. Really? Oh, that's classic. Yeah. But she didn't get on the team. Oh (laughs) no. See, that's even worse. It was kind of worse. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't know. One of my ex-girlfriends was, was a cheerleader. Yeah. Briefly. I had a, bite my tongue and not make fun of it. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you could you try out for the football team and then the cheerleaders cheer you on. I mean, there's right, so many right. options. Yeah. Just which way are you going to go? That would have been. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm really jealous that you did that. I wanted to play tackle football so badly and there just wasn't like, I don't remember why I didn't. I think they just didn't let girls be on the team, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what my parents did and who knows what they would have said if they said anything before we actually got yeah. there. But um. I mean, in hindsight, yeah. it's probably fine because it's like incredibly dangerous. It's but so dangerous. I don't think I would let my kids play football if I had them. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, it was fun. But you know, it's those things you just don't you don't realize until later. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. How many straight girls played or wanted to play a contact sport like that, and not because they wanted to be next to the boys? Like, I right. like had, didn't want anything to do with them. I just wanted to tackle them. I was like, yeah, you need to be on the ground. Oh, I get to hurt them. Yeah. Oh my god, awesome! <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We are exactly right about the pink thing, by the way. For sure. A hundred percent. I know that one. You know what? She definitely has a lower back tattoo. Yes, she does. That she got when she, she was does. like 20, you know? Like, yeah. Because her and her sister got matching ones because they're best friends. Yeah. Her sister lives five minutes away with her husband and their three kids. And well, she's, what's the tattoo? The tattoo is a... It's wings? A, it's wings. It's, it's <laughs> angel wings. But with sort of like a like a cascading like um, like a stars galaxy thing coming out of the wings, 
Yes. And it's on the lower back, but it's like a swirly kind of Vincent Van Gogh. And I think it goes happening. a little bit almost down to the to the butt. Yeah, it's a little suggest it's suggestive because she got it when she was single. Mm-hmm. You know, when you Google pink lower back tattoo, it's just the color pink. Like lower I, the back pink ink, t- yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'm excited to talk about you hauling today because I have a lot of experience in this. I'm very excited. In this particular institution <laughs> that we lesbians have worked so hard to, to build. You know, it's so funny because I truly was like asking myself the other day, I was like, I just didn't think I'd ever fulfill my lesbian destiny. You know, like there's just one of those things. They're just like, yeah. well, I'm not going to, because I was always someone who was like, I really don't need to, I don't want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I Or I just don't have time, yada, yada, yada. And then... You know, there's just some, there's some sort of force yeah. that makes us like find someone where we're just like constantly crying together and right. like, it just makes you like more of a woman Yeah, and then you're like now like moving in super fast. I don't know how, I don't know. You can't stop it. Right. There's no way to stop it. It's an unstoppable force. It's the urge to merge. Yeah. <laughs> it's the urge to merge. <laughs> to quote the L word. What is it? Or like, uh. ooh, <laughs> who are you in the L word? Who do you think? Oh, me? Oof, I don't even... Who are you? I think you're like Alice meets... Yeah, no, we, we talked about this one episode. We did, yeah. That I, I always like to said. think I'm a bet, but I'm definitely more an Alice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm like bet with like sprinklings of Shane, mm. I uh, think. I've only seen three seasons, I don't know. Oh, those are the good ones, though. Yeah. They're, that's the only consistent character in the L word. <laughs> she is. Yeah, no, for sure. Everything you can't place your bets on wild. anyone else. It's like they were just throwing darts in the writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think I'm more of a probably a bet. I think we're all. Everyone wants I think to be. We a all want to be bet. But she's kind of a. She's the best. But she's kind of deceitful, though. Which I. That's oh why yeah, I'm no, to, she's I, a monster. I, I don't want to like, like <laughs> be her for sure. I thought I was a shame, but that's like not true. That I just wanted to have sex with Shane. Oh yeah, Shane wasn't my type. Hmm. Well, no, I thought it was ridiculous that. Uh, that everybody wanted Shane. I was like, but she looks ridiculous because yeah. her hair. I just. Oh yeah, the hair was bad. But now, not like, but not now like when I look back, back. <laughs> now, now when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, I get it more. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that show, if it were to be made now, would not have a Shane. I well, think it's they would gonna have be like, made now, and I, she's involved. How long have we been hearing that though? They had a meeting the other there was day. A photo Karina that was sent me a message. She did. There was a photo post on it. Karina's like a Karina's on like whatever lesbian info wars there is out there and is like on the fucking all the conspiracy theories she's hunting down in her That's spare why she's time. our intern. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um well you know who never you hauled? Shane. Oh, true. <laughs> Couldn't tie her down. No. Can't tie her down. So you said something about feeling like you were too busy for a relationship. I actually think being too busy is one reason to U-Haul. So just speaking like as a comedian that um, if if you have a day job too, mm-hmm. I don't know, then you go after work and then you do comedy and whatever. And then like late at night and going to bed is the only time you can see your partner. So living with them gives you that time that you wouldn't have otherwise. Oh, for sure. Like, I've completely changed. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. on, I'm 100% on board. Are you moved in yet, or are you? No, we move in September 1st. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, in Cobble Hill, if you oh, can believe God. it. I used to live there, and I miss it. Is it good? Is it good? I feel like moving to Cobble Hill is, is a, could, be, could be a euphemism. Like, oh, she's just someone I could move to Cobble Hill with, yes. if you know what I mean. 100%. <laughs> Living out that dream. Um, yeah, I mean, for... You're right, though, because like you have this mindset, I think, when 
you're like younger or you're just like, don't, you're not wanting a relationship and you're like, oh, I, I am too busy. It's too hard. And then you're like, wait a minute, how am I supposed to date? Mm-hmm. Because I am too busy. And then you find that person you're like, oh, this is great because yeah, you go home to them at the end of the night or, you know, it's not weird when you show up at their work and have mm-hmm. lunch and yeah. cry for an hour. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of crying already. Crying. That sounds great. Yeah. How many, how many partners have we all lived with? Three. Three. Yeah. This is my first. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, no, I, I mean, two of mine I was married to. So after, right. after the first one and. She only lives with wives. <laughs> Hold on. Are you traditional? Wow. Yeah, super traditional. I'm into it. After, <laughs> after my first girlfriend that I moved into, so the first one was a long-distance relationship, and then she moved to the city mm-hmm. that I was in, and then, of course, she was going to move in with me. It was going to be weird if she just moved there, and then we lived separately after all those years of being And then together. you had to get married, and right. <laughs> you had no. to have kids, because so, that's the so, only way so to So we do broke it. up. And oh, yeah, this it, is a Yeah, one. yeah, the, the, this was a mistake. So, but then after that, I swore because it was like such a stressor about like breaking the lease and dividing up the things. And then I felt bad and I gave away my Nintendo Wii, which, you know, I oh, should that's have. A big deal. And my dog. Uh, oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Your child? It's a yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Anything to cut, right. cut all the ties. Right. I was like, take whatever you want. Just get out of my it's life. It's a fire sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything must go. No. Pretty much. She took furniture that was like my mom's and later actually returned it because my mom was like, those are my good couches. Right. Get that <laughs> uh, shit back. Yeah. So anyway, after that, I made a rule for myself that was like, I will never move in with somebody unless we are engaged. Oh, wow. And you are traditional. And no, I mean, it makes sense. And there you go. Yeah. So w- with my ex-wife, I waited until we were engaged. But mm-hmm. then also I proposed like a year into dating. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> because it, it acts, cohabitating acts as like a catalyst to like take a relationship to another level. Yes. When, I'm not saying it was in your case, but like in my case, it's been levels, most, for, well, for the most part, that maybe we shouldn't have been at, you know, like yeah. it acceler- it unnecessarily accelerated the course of or like the progress of the relationship in the name of like economic you know savings or whatever and for sure I mean I've definitely I'm not gonna lie and say like I haven't like thought like oh what kind of ring would look good on her finger mm-hmm. and like that's not something I I genuinely want right now and I don't right. even think I want to get married for a while for just just never been something that I was like truly like passionate about yeah but you know I personally am getting tricked into it I'm like well maybe we could because then like you know what if I'm like you know lying on the road somewhere i get in a car accident and then she needs to be the one to come and see me legally she needs to be yeah i don't know you go i know your brain goes in these crazy like directions where it seems like it's the right idea but i mean it is for some people but it's not for everyone no for sure um but i'm it but it is exciting i mean it i mean we were moving in together on september 1st but she's actually been living at my well with me for like i mean we truly haven't spent like a day apart Pretty much since we started dating. That's part is that, of the That's course. normal, right? No, absolutely. That's okay. like, I mean, it's, yeah. I like, like that, I'm in therapy That's right kind of yeah, what, that's normal, well, right? that's what this podcast is, yeah, okay, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we seek out people who are in sensitive times in their lives and invite them on. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. This whole relationship's going to the next level. Um, I mean, that's like, I'm, I'm, I've gotten out of, a, I got out of a relationship a couple months ago, but we basically did that where it was like, we spent 
we essentially we may as well have lived together for like the entire course of the relationship. And Since then, the first date. Yeah, basically. Um, and then we moved in together about a year in, and then we separated obviously a couple months ago. But it like in hindsight, that was for both of us too much time, I think. But that was for our our purposes, like kind of looking back on like the postmortem of a relationship, and you think like where could this have gone differently? And I think maybe spending a little bit less time together would have been beneficial. But we worked in the same industry. We lived a block apart for a while. You know, it was just like... It was in the It stars. just happens. It's yeah. fine. You know, it's like it, it just... New York is different too, though. New York is the different. The rent in it's New York. It's very different. So many... I it's mean, so fucking straight, expensive. Yeah, straight and gay couples move Absolutely. in a lot faster yeah. what's the, here. Like, if we're sp- spending the night every night at each other's What's place. What's the point of each paying like $1,200 for a room? When, when we can cut, chop it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to have two people split a one-bedroom, you can get a nice one-bedroom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. For the same in, price in Cobble years, Hill. to live with like roommates. Yeah, you know, exactly. Come, come to Cobble <laughs> Hill. Come, 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 it's, it's the place where you be finally become an adult. Um, totally. Michael Sarah lives there. Oh, yeah? I used to live across the street from him. Nice. You Same really want to come back. You want to yeah. come back? You want to come live with I, us? You know, my I save so much money in rent moving to Queens, but yeah. I I met a friend for brunch in Cobble Hill uh, a few weeks ago, and I kind of just wanted to linger around. And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a magical little neighborhood. Yeah, that's cool. Especially in the fall, you are moving at a good time because Cobble yes. Hill takes Halloween very seriously. If you, you guys like should come, you guys are going to have to come over to my place. I think this is what this means. Please. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, we would, we'll do that. <laughs> they, it, it is no joke there. Really? And I, it took a few years to, to catch on, but the first year got like a bag of candy, gone in five minutes. Oh, Not wow. even kidding. The parade of children that come through that oh, neighborhood. Cool. Oh, it's a big family neighborhood. It's insane. Yeah, and everybody yeah. sits out on the stoop with, with candy. So then it was like the next year, did a Costco trip, got a bunch of bags of candy, and you were a part an of hour it. maybe. Yeah. Last wow, year. cool. So you That's fun. Yeah. I'm wow, I didn't realize it'd be domesticated so fast. Oh, already, it's coming. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. My cool. favorite my favorite moment was the year I dressed up as Edward Scissorhands and then this, And scared the shit out of all the kids. And this <laughs> little girl came up to me and said, Scissor me, scissor me. What? <laughs> I'm like, the I, I cannot like, oh, do that. This is how it begins. I told you we shouldn't move to Cobble Hill. All the did, lesbians did live you, here. Did you panic and say, that's not a thing? And like, run away. <laughs> Who told you about that? <laughs> Stop watching South Park. Oh <laughs> You're like five. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, is it, so yeah, wait, sure. this is your first living situation? Living yeah. situation, okay. yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like it seemed maybe this is like the uh, the lesbian way too, but with with this person it just seemed right. Like mm-hmm. before sure. when I've had relationships like and I guess it's cuz I was in college. It just there was always something. I was like this just isn't it's just not working. Like mm-hmm. we're going to make it work until I graduate because this is all we know. Right. But right. then after that It's like a shitty IKEA furniture set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you can always you can't just always have the futon. You know right. what I mean? The futon's got to go. <laughs> This will oh. work till I graduate. Then <laughs> yeah. I'm real. I'm a real adult. But I got ba- a bad back. You know what I mean. I need someone to really support it. Um, yeah. And then, but this one, it just felt right, and I was like, okay. And it, it, I was scared for a while because things were going like super fast. Mm-hmm. But then, it at that's I guess what the world was telling me. I'm not trying to get super deep here, no, but like fine. it's what the world was telling me. And then I was like, but does it feel fast, genuinely in the moment right now with her? And it didn't. So I was like, okay, well, maybe this is the fast I've ever gone, the fastest I've ever gone, but, you know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Talk to me in three years. We'll talk. We'll see. Yeah. Like I was saying, maybe it is the. Is this a, is it like a lesbian thing or? Um. So I, I was know. doing a little bit of reading, uh-huh. and because women emit a lot of uh, oxytocin, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that people like latch onto, and it can bring like a lot of joy. So then you have two women, and mm-hmm. then there's like double the oxytocin. And that, so like being around each other just mm-hmm. feels so good that they think that that might be part of yeah. why. I think that could, yeah, that could be like somewhat of an explainer of why our relationship Yeah, that it's just like to, this, this comforting good feeling yeah. of, of when you're around each other that kind of I think I think that, that kind of applies to friendships too. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think that, sure. I mean, I've, de- I can develop friendships so quickly and so easily with women. Usually I do have really good, solid friendships with men, but like not as many. And those have taken like years to cultivate. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've made like instant friends with women and you kind of feel that like instant draw or that connection with, with some women. So I could see that, but I do think it's like kind of, I mean, at least in my like peer group, I've noticed that like the lesbian couples do tend to move in yeah. a lot faster than straight couples. Well, and it's always a bit of a joke, you know, like, have mm. you moved in yet? And, you know, I'd always be like, nah, no. And then like two months later, I'm like, oh, well. Two months later, you're like on Street Easy. Yeah. yeah. Emails from real estate agents yeah. named Eric who are like, well, I would love to meet with you guys. Yeah. You know? how, how long have you guys been friends? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. So, so two bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> or like economically, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it- I, I think there is something about it that that does kind of surpass rational thought mm-hmm. because for so for my marriage now, I was in the mindset when when we first hooked up that I don't want anything serious. I can't be in anything serious right now mm-hmm. because I just gotten out of another marriage, <laughs> and so did this person and we were both like, no, this, this can't move fast. And we were coworkers. It was just like a, a lot of reasons why this should just be like mm-hmm. a fun, non-emotional thing. Um, but we hit it off so well and we were so compatible. And as much as in my mind, I was like, don't do this. Don't say I love you. Don't mm-hmm. do that. But like, but you also can't fight what feels yeah. right at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, we we didn't move in because she had signed a lease in another place because she had to move out of her Mm -hmm. um, other apartment that she shared with her ex-wife. And so it was nice that we both had our own apartments Mm -hmm. for that, that first while. And, um, but then also like her apartment was really close to our office. So during weekdays I'd spend the night there because then my commute was a 10 minute walk. So that was great. Mm -hmm. And then on weekends she would come stay with me and we'd have like maybe one or two nights apart a week. But even with me being like, no, keep your space, keep it sacred, protect yourself, Carolyn. Like you just came out of something. You just came out of a freaking marriage. Like don't move fast. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't control myself. Like I just threw myself in and like threw caution to the wind and was like, no, I'm doing this. And yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Like I don't regret obviously. No, I mean, I it worked out. It was yeah. Like right. You yeah. Know. I don't for you guys, it was right thing. for sure. For us, it was right. Yeah. yeah. But, but then it, but then for like the relationship before that, it was not right. Right. No, I just, yeah. It totally <laughs> Evidence depends. Was divorce. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, that sort of mirrors my experience. So, so how do you know? I, you how fight, do you, you know? Don't know? You don't know. You just or have you, to no. like. You don't know or you do know. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Did uh, I thought it, 
yeah, see, in hindsight, like... Well, I don't want to make you go through this rabbit no, hole. No, it's fine. But did you feel like, did you feel like, wow, this person really, like, this is, when they say this is the one, like, I feel that. Or well, we recorded an episode called Soulmates with Morgan Miller. Yes, we oh, okay. Um, I felt it, I did feel it, like, at the time. Um, yeah. But then things just kind of changed, and, like, I just, you know, we sort of kind of fell into this, like, pattern of fighting a lot, and, like, it just wasn't, it wasn't working for either of us. It really wasn't. And I think that... She's better off, and I think that I'm better off, and, like, she's a wonderful person. She'll be fine, but, like, it's it's very much, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to what to really think about my feelings because it's hard to examine them in hindsight because in hindsight I'm like, oh, I should have seen it, taken it slower or, like, figured something out or maybe maybe gotten out sooner. I don't know, but, like, it's, it's kind of impossible to diagnose on the other end, um, but it's also really worth doing, you know? Like, it's... Like, yeah, because I'm kind of at this not, point where it's like, what do I have to lose? Right, you know, exactly. Like, you don't, ha- yeah. you don't have anything to lose, really. Because really, it's the the worst part of it is, in some cases, like the like the relationship I had before this one was it was a logistical kind of thing because we had a, had a dog and like, uh, you know, there was a an apartment involved and all these things. So if you can set yourself up to where you don't have that many, so to where you don't commit to something right away, like maybe a pet or you know, a big purchase or something, create you know, some big thing, then that takes a little bit of pressure off. Yeah. Don't buy that woodworking studio. That yeah, don't buying. do it. They will <laughs> offer you one in Cobble Hill. Okay, yeah. well, I wasn't going to buy a woodworking studio, but this guy was going to make wood furniture for us. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, we're halfway there. Uh, no, but I agree. I mean, I think it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you know, life's too short, man. Yeah. If you're happy, fucking do it. And exactly. if it feels right, then go with that. Yeah. Versus trying to force something Agreed. that is the what you're not feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agree. I, I don't have any regrets because I wouldn't be where I am now. And I'm super happy yeah. if I hadn't gone through everything that it I did. It would have been silly to like not do it because you're like, well, what if, what if, or like it's too fast. Cause who the fuck knows? Like you're the one in the relationship. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, like, what's the worst that can happen? Like we're, we're with women. So it's not like we'd get murdered. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's truly. Yeah. That's the risk of, if you're, if you might live with a, yeah. a man, you could get murdered. Right. Um, woman, probably not. Probably not. You the know, yeah, are, there is that, that yeah. layer of like physical danger and breaking up with a man that is, generally generally speaking different with women um but yeah it's like you know and and also kind of a, you know as you get older like I'm 32 now and I, and I don't think that I think the next person I live with will probably be someone that I have every intent like you know I think I'll I think I'll enter that I think I would enter a cohabitation situation with a lot more caution this time um yeah. just having just knowing what I know about like you know, who I am and who I am in a living situation and like things that drive me nuts and things that make me feel like things that sort of activate my temper and things like that. Like I had, you know, I'm, uh, everyone has flaws, but like, I just, I know a lot more now about myself and what you need. Yeah. As an individual. And what I can offer someone, you know, well, that's kind of the thing. It's been kind of nice that we have essentially kind of lived together so far. Like, mm-hmm. because yeah. we have other roommates, but the way that the apartment's set up now is like, I have my own room and bathroom. Mm, that's so, nice. But it's like us like living in this one, in a small space. And I'm like, if we can live, knock on wood, in mm-hmm. a small space like this yeah. and still be like good, yeah. then us having a living room and a bedroom yeah. and like... 
That takes a lot of pressure off of it. That was part of that was part of the pressure in my previous. Was it a studio? No, it was it was a roommate situation. It was a huge yeah. apartment, but we had a roommate, so it like wasn't. And it, it was his apartment. You know, it, we just didn't feel like it was yours. Yeah, and yeah. That, that that may have added to some of the pressure too. But um, but yeah, there is there's really nothing like kind of starting over in your own clean slate. I'm a big proponent of if you're going to move in with someone, you guys should get a new place together and not one person moving into the other space. Ha- I, I feel that. that way. I know, but like I, yeah. I, just, I, I for agree. me, I really think that I would have to. I don't know because I've never, I've never really done done it that way. But I, I've always felt like I think getting a new place together is a good idea. Yeah, and then it can we can build it together, right, Versus right. like being like, okay, well, I you know I don't want you to move that because I've had this. Yeah, for so exactly. Long. Like I don't want to like, feel like I'm invading someone's space. Uh, I let my wife do whatever she wants. Yeah, I would <laughs> be. I would I'm be like, like that. In, I'd be like, you do whatever the fuck you want. It. I don't care. Yeah, um, I'm not attached to like things or like arrangements of any kind. So my apartment's rent stabilized. So oh, well, that's I different. Like, that's I'm, I'm holding on to this. <laughs> we didn't nice. talk about rent stabilization. That is an entirely <laughs> you hold on to that apartment until you die. Yeah. Plus, she moved in. Uh, she was living in like a very small studio in mm-hmm. Chelsea when we started dating. So um, we definitely weren't both moving into her place and she liked my place in my neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. uh, so she moved in, but it's, it's hard to, because I, I feel like it's easy. Like if you're, if you're dating a woman to also get along well living together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That it's, I don't know. It, yeah. it just seems so much easier. I feel like, like, and I know I'm stereotyping, but with men, you have to play a little bit of mother and it it's yeah. almost like the, this extra burden where when my wife moved in, it was like, oh, now here's someone to take some of the, the load off of all the things that I have to do. Yeah. So now we can kind of share responsibilities. Because she'll take initiative. Yeah. 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 I feel like that it's, that's an important conversation to have is like the, the, you know, just being clear about like space and cleanliness and like things that things that you know are going to drive you batshit crazy Mm -hmm. or if you have little things that drive you batshit crazy just be like fully transparent about that versus being passive and all that jazz being passive and letting it build up and then freaking out never be passive aggressive yeah (laughs) yeah no it never works and i i hated living with people that were a little passive aggressive yeah because you don't want like another roommate situation that's the whole that's the whole benefit of this is that now you're you're out of the woods on the whole roommate thing, you know, like you're, yeah. this is no longer a roommate. This is like a, a partner, a person that you live with. So oh everything is yours what? together. Yeah. This is my it's crazy. <laughs> did, Good luck. So <laughs> with, with this girlfriend, did you, did you say I love you to each other sooner than in other relationships? I'm wondering if there's like a correlation between that and leading to the urge to move in. Um, I wouldn't say quicker. I mean, I feel like I've I've said it to somebody or have they've said it to me within like a month and a half mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I feel so, like that's and that's what that and that's what went down with this as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I was also like really trying not to say it. Like I was mm-hmm. trying yeah. so hard not to say it because I had like I had just gone out of a relationship prior, and I mean she had too. So that was like really good. I mean, so it's probably same for you. It's like yeah you were emotionally on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And I knew like pretty quickly that I was like, oh, 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 oh this is going to be a thing mm-hmm. because we just really vibe. We've, have, we vibe better than I've ever with anyone else. Yeah. And I was, so I felt instantly how much like I, you know, cared about her. And then eventually, yeah, we said it pretty, pretty quickly. But I feel like it's this, it, it, it has been pretty 
it has been the same to yeah. answer your question. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, for me, it was kind of the, the same too, like in, in all of my relationships, yeah. saying it around the, the same kind of time. Because after, you know, you get that intimate and close yeah. and spend so much time with someone that you'll feel love on just cuddling some and type of watching level. movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Actually, it's, it's like kind of weird if you don't say it, it's just kind of hanging in the air. Yeah. I will say I would have said it sooner had I not been in my head because I was so nervous about since it was such a just happened really fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was yeah. like forcing myself not to say it. And then eventually I was like, okay. Yeah. Just no, say definitely it. same this here. This is so, it's so obvious. What's I mean, going on? the, the night my wife and I, the night we first kissed before, we're like, we are never getting married again. <laughs> and talking about how like we didn't believe in like marriage yeah. or like that, that <laughs> you, you should That's just what do you bonded over. Yeah. yeah. That's what we bonded over. We're like, yeah. And she's like, if I, I told my friends, if I say I'm getting married again, they need to fly up from Peru and smack me across the face. And And did they? No. Oh, no. We went out for drinks. They seemed very happy for us. (laughs) They're like, we knew this would happen. Yeah. (laughs) Your friends are never surprised by it. Like, they're never like, they're like, oh, wow. What? Really? Oh, my God. It's so fast. They're just like, yeah, we knew. (laughs) We know it's going to happen. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I feel like it's, I would like to talk to people who, I would like to talk to like queer people who, women who are cohabitating in, in places that aren't New York because we do have that added, like we talked about earlier, that added like economic pressure. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, I don't, I honestly don't know if it's that different. Outside of New York, I don't think it is. I I think women are. I think women just like move in together. Like that's. I think it just doesn't seem as weird in New York for lesbians because straight people are doing it too. Right, right. They're moving in faster than they would. So we kind of blend in. We kind of like totally. But I, I think it's that feeling of, you know, you know, when you were like growing up and there you had that best friend and you always wanted to sleep over and like life yeah. was better when you were always sleeping over oh, at their absolutely. place. Yeah. yeah. And probably because you had a crush on her. Yeah. And then now that you get now that you're an adult and you can do whatever you want and you can do that every night. I think yeah. that's what it's like for lesbians to be in a relationship. It's like I can literally hang out with my best friend every single night. Yeah. My mom is not going to say I can't. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, fuck my homework, you know, yeah, fuck exactly. work, you know? So I think yeah. that's that feeling that we have now as adults. Yeah. So the one thing I would say that I've seen more so with my straight friends is that they will move in with uh, with their boyfriends and then or guys who move in with their girlfriends and the relationship is not going well and they'll stay in it longer than they would have just because they're they're living yep. together. Oh yeah, mm. I've been in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in that situation. The the first one that I lived yeah. with, I I knew that it wasn't going well. But yeah, we lived together, and it was just like so long for me. I mean, usually I it's like it do comes this? down Should to like do this? a lease agreement. Obviously, like it's so wildly expensive to get out of something yeah. like that. Like if you have signed a piece of paper that says I'm going to pay you this amount of money for this amount of months. Yeah, you're three months in, and you're like, fuck. Like that's. I think that's probably. Probably has a lot to do with it, but yeah, it's like you you can find yourself kind of falling into a routine with someone that you live with, to where getting out is like, ugh, it's it's like it's such a it's such a chore to like get out. That you can sort of like coast through it, which isn't healthy for either person. No, um, I've I mean I've never really done it. I've never truly done that, but like 
I, I definitely know people who have said like, oh yeah, I would have gotten out so much sooner, but it was just so, so much easier to just like stay together. Cause you get into like a comfortable routine and you, this person is extremely predictable and you know what's going on and that kind of thing. So it's never a good idea to stay in a relationship simply because it's too much of a pain in the ass to move out. I, but I, I fully understand though, like people who maybe wait until like a lease agreement is coming up to, or, uh, you know, is ending to pop yeah. the other to question. kind of think about, yeah. To like examine the, I mean, I get oh, it. Man. There's like, there's economic realities you have to. So one of my ex, my, my first girlfriend ever, um, we kind of stayed friends for a while, but I haven't talked to her in a while because we're in different cities. And one time, uh, she had been dating this woman, they moved in together and then they broke up, but they kept living together and kept sharing a bed. Oh God. No, I actually did that for like a month or so. Yeah. I think that's common though. It, it's yeah. very common. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, could not imagine. I wouldn't do it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I would, no. I would have to say, I would never do that again. Or, There's no yeah. way. Yeah. It was, I'm, I'm like, how yeah. are you doing this? And I mean, we eventually, she eventually basically turned the living room into like her own studio. So yeah. we kind of separated in that way, but it was awkward for both of us. I mean, I could tell it was super awkward for her and it was just like, yeah, that's, I've, I've, I've been there. I Never know. again. I know. I remember when you told it's me, a series I was of like, learning no. experiences. Yeah. God, that was rough. Well, hopefully this is my first. No, we're not and my to last. scare you. Yeah. I keep looking over. I'm like, oh, wait, she's I really optimistic about notes. this. And I'm like, let me tell you about this shitty thing that happened. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, wait a minute. I just signed the no, lease this, this morning. No, this is going to be great. Truly it's gonna did. Be, really? Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be great. It's great. It's Cobble Hill great. is magical. So. Mm-hmm. so if anything, Cobble Hill will keep the relationship alive. Plenty yeah. of coffee shops. You know what? Your thing. <laughs> my ex-wife and I didn't no, break up until we moved to Queens. So Queens so, is the that's really that's yeah. where it ends. Yeah, yeah. Cobble Hill is sustaining. <laughs> Cobble the, Hill is sustaining the magic of falling Cobble Hill. Oh yeah, for sure. All of the leses. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like always, right? Yeah. yeah no. Exactly. <laughs> like, why the hell not? Honestly. No. I, seriously. I mean, that's kind of like where I've been with this whole process of this whole like a relationship is a process, but like with this whole process, it's just like whatever. You know, it's it mm-hmm. feels good. Do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and have a good time. Yeah, you know. What's the wait? How many how many cohabitations have you had? Three, three. Okay. You've had three. I've had three. I've had uno. What's the shortest amount of time you were with someone before moving in with them? It was probably Cecilia, mm-hmm. which we actually got married before her lease was up at her oh, other okay. place. So we were kind of living in two places mm-hmm. um, after we got married. Okay, yeah. How long, and if you don't mind me asking, how long have you guys been together? Okay. We don't judge here. No, no, no. I was thinking technically. <laughs> we don't, I can see the no. look in your eyes. <laughs> You're so afraid we're going to judge you. Me. No, no, I'm kidding. No, oh, I, I mean, I didn't know. No, no. Uh, okay. te- how do you not know? No, it's uh, <laughs> technically 10 months. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Officially eight. But like, like I said, we've literally been but kicking like, it since right. the first date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think what's good is like, we, we both are like, we're both super independent, which is mm-hmm. really nice as much as we're codependent. You know what I mean? Right, it's just like, right. But I definitely am like, I need my, like my personal space. Keeping and, your own space is important. And and she does as well. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, I was just like, you know, out of the country for yeah. a couple of weeks and it was, it was kind of tough, but also it was really nice because when I got back, I was like, oh my God, like now we're doing the thing. Like I were had you like, at Edinburgh? I was, I was at Edinburgh. Okay. Oh, we just, cool. We said yeah. Norwegian. I'm like, I know they go to the UK. <laughs> yeah. 
They only go to one place. No. Yeah. I was and it's there. not Norway. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's definitely not Norway. <laughs> uh, it's not, which I don't know why they're called Nor- Norway. Right. Norway, but that's a whole. We, we got to do a podcast about airlines, guys. I think right. We, I think we have. We got it. a lot of good airport material. Hey, why haven't <laughs> comics done airport material yet? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Untapped. Yeah, a, real, a real wellspring of jokes <laughs> in the air travel. <laughs> Uh, my my shortest time was five months from m- meeting a person to moving in together. Five. Wow. Okay. What's Which that? is incredibly two X's ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, but you hear about those people that like, oh, one of my good friends actually, he's still like, the, he's been with his partner now for four years. Uh-huh. They moved in after six weeks. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. We broke up after a year and a half. So. Yeah. So do what you want. Yeah. You <laughs> haul. Don't do it. Become a lesbian. Don't. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to do. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, a big believer in a sublease for the first time. Mm. Just throwing that out there for those of you in cities that do that sort of thing frequently. I also believe if you're going to get a one bedroom with someone else, get a one bedroom that you could also afford on your own. Yes. Wow. Which is... That well, that eliminates all of them for me. Yeah, unless I'm going to go out and live in like Bay Ridge. That eliminates yeah, Cobble no, Hill. No, no. I afford <laughs> not Cobble Hill for this girl. No, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Because I'll be, cause I'll be in Cobble you're Hill. Gonna be, you're going to. This is like a, this. I can tell this is a good idea. You're just yeah. fine. It's it feels good. good, you know. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, have me. You will talk that first year. Bed Bath and Beyond trip is really fun. It's extremely yeah. expensive, but really fun. <laughs> it's Ikea. If you live in Cobble Hill, you go to the oh, Red Hook. True. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Ikea right there. Got to get a zip car Hook. and head out to Ikea. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, ex- mm-hmm. I'm excited just to start furnishing. and. I wonder if at Ikea they have a little a little altar and like a like a uh, officiant on call just for gay weddings. If they're like, do you guys just want to get married while you're here? <laughs> yeah. We're just doing this now for homosexual couples. You can't be straight. There's a huge demand for it at this particular Ikea in Red Hook. Probably. What do you think? What do you think, uh, do you think uh, when you're when you first U-Haul? What are the, like the three necessities? Mm, uh, an exit plan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> to like fake sign your so, name, but you're actually yeah, not on the yeah. lease. Yeah. Yeah. Start every relationship under a under a pseudonym, and yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> After three years, you give them their real name. Okay. Cool. Um, I think you know having. You need to have a few, I would say instead of a few things, a few conversations. I think one of the conversations that mm-hmm. has to be really clear, crystal clear, is how much of your own time do you need and how much, how much time do you need to devote to your, your job or your side hustles, especially for people in the creative world, to be comfortable because it's very, very easy to let a relationship sort of close in on all those things mm-hmm. and not let you really participate in them, mm-hmm. you know, like... It's 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 very very easy to let everything else fall by the wayside when you're in that first kind of you know living together thing because your lives naturally do become entangled in a really good way. But have your like must have a conversation about like how much time you need to spend on your own personal pursuits or you know before you start to resent the other person for you not doing your shit anymore, mm. which is ultimately your thing. But like it can be something that puts a strain on a relationship. The other conversation is how much time do you just need fucking just like what, what's your alone time situation? Like, do you value that? Is that a part of your self care routine to have like an hour where you can just chill and, you know, decompress and read things on the internet or like do whatever. Um, And then I guess, I don't know. I think, 
just like the little stuff. Like it's the little things like about, you know, household chores and cleanliness and things like that. Have that like ready, like ironed out totally. And then, and, and doing sort of a trial period of living together during like the beginning of a relationship is good because you kind of get to get a sense of how that person is like in yeah. a domestic situation. I would also say establish who's in charge. Not yeah. that somebody has to be in charge, but I, yeah. when, when my wife moved in, I was like, do what you want. Cause she was like, I want to organize the closet. I'm like, do yeah. It. If you're yeah. both like Just hyper afterwards. sensitive about like organization, about decor and things like that. Yeah. It, it's no. not going to work yeah. if like I'm two fine. people are, yeah. are, are struggling. <laughs> like one of you just has to relinquish. Yes. Power. No, like she like, can do it all. It's fine. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. Talk about what things you can relinquish control over. Yeah, you know, like there, there are definitely certain decisions that that my wife has made that I'm like, well, that's an interesting choice. But then I'm also <laughs> like, but I'll roll with it. Yeah. And then uh, through communication, which yeah. is you know a lesbian like it's skill our pastime. Set. Yeah, <laughs> it's the baseball of lesbians. <laughs> yeah. It's- over communication. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Or none at all. <laughs> kind of depends. There's no in between. I've experienced both. <laughs> but we're we're kind of able to like know like what what the other one needs and like what are things that it's like. Yeah. Oh, this is something you do, but it's fine. You know, I can deal with this. This is just like who you are and how you've been your your whole life. It's yeah. not a big deal. But then like, oh, here's one thing. Like, please do not do this because it's driving yeah. me. If it help, if you need to write it down, like if you need to make literally just for yourself, like a list of like, what are my personal deal breakers of living with someone or of, well, really of being in a relationship with someone. If you, if you yeah. don't foresee yourself ever living with someone, I think it's perfectly fine to still be in a relationship and just kind of have them as like a chapter in your life. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if that is something you ultimately want to do, you need to be fully self-aware before you can possibly make it work with another person. That's true. We forgot the number one rule. What? Only move in with someone if they have a Netflix password. Oh, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. If they don't have any streaming service passwords to bring to the table, that's a conversation. She's got Netflix. I've got Hulu. So See, we're good. See, there you go. Perfect. You guys are good to go. He did the right thing. That's the match. Why didn't you say this up top? We I don't know. just saved ourselves a bunch of time. <laughs> We wouldn't even have an episode. Yeah, right. we just turned off, turned off the mics and went and had a drink down in the bar nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, it's time for our listener question of the week. Um, I am single at the moment, and I find it difficult to tell my coworkers that I'm gay. If I have a girlfriend, I can just mention her, but that's not the case right now. I've been working here for months now, so it feels a little too late to casually mention it. Well, not too late, of course, but it feels weird. Any tips to smoothly work it into a conversation? I work with a lot of women, and they talk about men all the time. I am so sorry, listener. Um, I'm practicing the gay silence a lot and have perfected it by now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Gay silence is real. Yeah. When they're all just like... Having the same fucking conversation about their boyfriends or husbands about like, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know what the hell they talk about. It's all white noise to me, but like, I I imagine that you are really good at the pronoun thing of saying, if you're talking about going somewhere with someone, you kind of use like they, them instead of. But she's not. If you're not outwardly lying. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, she's not saying. Well, so I I think. Listen to diking out at your desk without (laughs) your headphones. Exactly. 
That's the volume easiest all way. the way up. Yeah. Listen to the say, <laughs> Shane and Carmen sex scenes. Yeah. From the L word. Do what we yeah. all do on YouTube. Just do it at work. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think you should casually, I think she should casually mm-hmm. say, um, they talk about ex-boyfriend and be like, yeah, man, God, my ex-girlfriend used to do that shit all the time. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. And if they're like, if they're caught off by it, that's their problem. Yeah. Because yeah. that's your life and that's your verbiage. And I, I, yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I... I feel like it's pretty obvious that I'm gay, whatever that means. But a lot of times people are just have no idea. And then I'll just be like, yeah, my ex-girlfriend or be saying like, oh, I'm going with my girlfriend. Or I'll just be like, just drop something like, yeah, I picked up my softballs over there. I'm going to go grab it. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? You just, yeah. there's, there's ways to sort of ease it. And also like, I would, I would like to know, you know, it depends on the, in, it depends on where you live. It depends on the industry you work in. You know, yeah. if you work in a, in like a, a Catholic hospital, I don't know if I would, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Something that say if you work in an industry where your employment could be affected by it, that obviously changes things a lot. But if you work in like your everyday office kind of situation, you can just trust me. It once you drop it that first time, it is it's a weight off your shoulders. Yeah. It might be a li- it's probably going to be a little awkward, especially if these women are like turbo straight, like live laugh love fucking Target Chevron pillow straight women yeah. who got married at like twenty three and are like very. This is a this is not a good this this you're gonna read the room and it's gonna be a little weird when you drop it but once you do that part's over and then also and you're it gonna, gets easier and you're gonna start having confidence in yourself you're like wow yes. I don't even care what these straight girls are thinking about yeah. yeah this is my life and then they're gonna probably be curious and be like wait a minute no oh they're gonna be curious what's going on they're gonna think that you're like they, they will go one of two ways they're gonna be a, some of them will be a little bit weirded out depending on their level of like religiosity and. Some of the other ones are probably going to be like, they're probably going to ask you, you know, prying questions and be really awkward about it. Yeah. But it's entertaining regardless. This is an international listener in the Netherlands. Oh, Oh. well, I'm sure it's fine over there, right? I just assume I don't know. No, actually, I was Googling which are the, uh, like, gayest, friendly countries Uh because I was thinking of, you know... Going and doing a little trip. Exit plan. Exit yeah. plan. Exit plan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're Carmen San Diego. I'm ready, like. I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Amsterdam. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, Netherlands is like one of the top ones. So oh, it's a good, like a good, it's a good one? It's a good one. It's, yeah. it's one of the most accepting places. So I would, so, you know. I it mean, is going to be a little socially awkward, but you know, that's fine. I think, I think your coworkers probably think you're weird already. Yeah, I think for when sure. you're in the they closet, think people weird. think you're weird because you're not relating to anything they're saying, mm-hmm. and, and you're they, and they don't know why yeah. you're in your head the closet, all the time. The you're closet your fully head. manipulates you into a weird, awkward person. You're talking in a way that most people normally don't talk because yeah. you're you're talking around things. Mm-hmm. Um, so so my ex wife was a mechanical engineer, and when when we met, we were first dating uh she was working outside of atlanta in the burbs and it's a very conservative environment so she she did not let on that she was gay and everybody just assumed that she was straight and then we got engaged and then she was like now i really don't know how to navigate this because everybody assumes that i'm engaged to a man now Mm -hmm. and they're noticing my ring and i'm still not really it's kind of one of those like the longer you wait the more it's like yeah, kind of. Yeah, but once she once she finally came out, they're like, "Why didn't you just tell right. us?" And she's like, "I don't know. It just felt felt weird, and I wasn't sure." And they're like, yeah. "No, it's fine." And my entire coming so. out process, and I'm very lucky, but my entire coming out process, I never once said it and then regretted it. It was always yeah. one of those things where they're like, "Oh my god, you should have told me sooner," or you know, like, yeah, it's it'll be fine. But you are gonna have to like kind of 
probably clumsily rip that bandaid off at some point and just do it. It's going to be easier. And you, you know what? A good side effect is that they might just leave you fully out of those conversations about men, which exactly. is great. You don't ever have to hear it again. Or they'll say like, I mean, you don't have to worry about this, <laughs> which is kind of annoying as you're like, the assumption is that we don't have issues yeah. in relationships, yeah, but you know, not dramatic at all. <laughs> and don't let yeah. them know. Don't or, let them or, know. No, that. Don't let them know. Let them, let them think that it's just like, let them think utopia. it's perfect. Yeah. Lesbian utopia. It's so much easier being a lesbian. I wish I was a yeah, lesbian. I, I wish I could just do it like you. Well, you can't Stacy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, where can people find your, your comedy? See you next. See um, the lesbian agenda. So I get, people can follow me on yeah. the Insta at Sophie E. Santos and then Twitter S.E. Santos tried to combine them. Didn't work. Didn't work. Never going to happen. Um, the le- <laughs> next Lesbian Agenda is September 12th at 8 p.m. Uh, at Union Hall. And that's going to be a really, really fun show. We got some great people cool. um, up on that one. And then, um, and then uh, the show that I was doing over at the Edinburgh Fringe Fest is uh, a sultry sketch comedy show based on Riverdale, the CW's Riverdale. <gasps> so nice. Got another show, Riverdale Live, coming up. Um, TBA, but in October. So that's also at Union Hall. It's been at Union Hall for a bit. So, um, and I then, watched the pilot of Riverdale, but I haven't gotten into good, it. Guys. But I want to. I just I need to make the time. It's good. It's sexy. It's sultry. It's everything you need. I have it's a whole from Pretty Little Liars ending, and I think Riverdale can fill it. Oh, it hundred percent will <laughs> fill yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and then yeah, if you're in DC, come to Handmaid's Tale the musical October twenty seventh. Yes. I'll be so jealous of anybody who goes to that. That Mm -hmm. sounds amazing. And you can follow us at Diking Out on all social media. You can send us a question if you want it answered, dikingout at gmail.com, or just send us messages through social media. You can follow me on social media at TGI Carolyn. You can follow Sarah just on Twitter because she's still not on Instagram. Nope, never going to be. The Sarah York. Really? You're not going to be? I'm not going to do it. I love that. I Sarah, love that. I'm posting some I had an really funny I, stuff on Instagram for Diking Out. I know you are. You're missing out. <laughs> I just want you to do the work of sending me screenshots of all the funny things that you post. You're missing every <laughs> Wednesday our Women Crush Wednesday pick. I know it's Mariska Hargitay every time. It's not like it's a given. It's, it's funny. I like we, it. Very 2007, but I evaluate. like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything I like is, is, is at least 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> 2008. We're, we're staying in the Obama years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not moving past it. Yeah. Um, if you if you liked our theme song, it's by There Is No Mountain. Check them out. And if you have monies lying around, go to patreon.com slash checking out and you can hear um, extra content. You can get a pin. You can get a temporary tattoo and our eternal gay gratitude. Yes. Our gatitude. <laughs> Thank you so much for diking out with us this week. Dike out with us next week and bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.